Hello there. Thanks so much for listening to today's challenge. We're in Psalm 107 today, verses 33 through 43. Psalm 107, verses 33 through 43. He, this is God, turns rivers into a desert, springs of water into thirsty ground, a fruitful land into a salty waste because of the evil of its inhabitants. He turns a desert into pools of water a parched land in the springs of water, and there he lets the hungry dwell, and they establish a city to live in. They sow fields and plant vineyards and get a fruitful yield. By his blessing they multiply greatly, and he does not let their livestock diminish. When they are diminished and brought low through oppression, evil, and sorrow, he pours contempt on princes and makes them wander in trackless wastes. But he raises up the needy out of affliction and makes their families like flocks. The upright see it and are glad, and all wickedness shuts its mouth. Whoever is wise, let him attend to these things. Let them consider the steadfast love of the Lord." As we've been wrap, uh, going through this psalm and we wrap it up today, uh, we see that we've been Noticing throughout this psalm that God demonstrates in many ways his steadfast love. But I want you to see one more thing in all of this. This passage tells us that he controls it all. He is the one that turns rivers into a desert area. He turns desert into pools of water. He will take things away if he needs to. And he's also the one that can provide them when we, when we ask. This is his world, his plan. Listen to Romans chapter 11, verses 33 through 36. Paul says, Oh, the depth of the riches and wisdom and knowledge of God! How unsearchable are his judgments and how unscrutable his ways! For who has known the mind of the Lord, or who has been his counselor, or who has given a gift to him that he might be repaid? For from him and through him and to him are all things. To him be glory forever and ever. As Paul's dealing with deep theology in chapters 9, 10, and 11 of Romans, he ends chapter 11 by saying, you know what? God's wisdom is so immense. Who's ever, who's ever been his counselor? Who really knows his mind? You're never going to fully figure out all his ways because his ways are higher than our ways. Yet, as after he says in verse 36, for from him and through him and to him are all things. This is all about him. To him be the glory. He then goes on and though in chapter 12, what we have is chapter 12. This is the continuation of his letter. He says, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Don't miss what Paul says. He goes from saying you'll never understand God fully to saying that but if you humble yourself before him, he will show you his will for you. His good, pleasing, and perfect will. This is God's wor world and his plan. Yet in his mercy, he's paid for our sins and he will reward us if we let him use us for his purposes. He has a steadfast love that he wants to display in our, in, in our lives. But we must humble ourselves and say, you're God. You're the one that can turn a river into a desert. You're the one that can turn a desert into pools of water. You're the one who controls all things and it's not me. And I look to you. That's why in verse 43, it says, whoever is wise, let him attend to these things. Let him consider the, consider the steadfast love of the Lord. Whoever is wise will know these things and be glad. Let me ask you, 
Are you still fighting against God by trying to be God yourself and wondering why all your plans aren't coming to fruition and you're trying to accomplish things and you're trying to do things, yet you're ignoring God? Don't be surprised if he takes your situation that looked real good and all of a sudden everything dries up. He does that all throughout history. We see him doing that to the nation of Israel where he didn't let it rain for three years. Yet at the same time, he's also the same God that can take a time of famine and miraculously provide more food than the people could eat, as we see in that one story for the nation of Israel as well. He loves you, but he also must be worshipped as God. The wise are those who realize this is God's world, he's in control, and it's all about him. And I will humble myself and respond to his offers of love, his offers of grace through Jesus Christ, and I'll let him call the shots in my life. I'll offer myself as a living sacrifice. I hope this helps some people out there today. I look forward to sharing some more with you next week. Hope to see you then.